In the name of the true and living God, amen. Please be seated. So this year, something compelled me to pick up a copy of the original Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol. And I've begun reading it, and I'm only on the first go so far, so don't spoil it for me. But it, it's delightful to read his very words, and as I'm reading it, I'm imagining what it was like for the people who heard the story for the very first time, and who read his words when they were fresh and brand new. And to think he wrote this in 1843, and Back then, the pews that you're all sitting in right now were just one year old. And interestingly, if you think about the Christian traditions that we love, many things came from Victorian England, and, um, but that time, it was within their memory, not in living memory, but there was awareness that before, in England, a few hundred years before, Christmas was actually banned. You know, during the time when Oliver Cromwell was the Lord Protector, Chris, Christmas was completely illegal and eliminated. <clears throat> and during Dickens' time, they were bringing Christmas back still and e evolving it, restoring it. Uh, a lot of the wonderful traditions, you know, Victoria's husband, Albert, was the one who brought the Christmas tree to England. And as I understand it, it was back then the, the royal tree was three feet high and on a table. So think about that compared to the trees that we see today. But things, things were changing and evolving. And, you know, thinking about it now, at this year, when we've had so many things come up, you know, yesterday morning, when I woke up, I wasn't sure that we would be here in this room right now. But last year, at this time, we didn't cancel Christmas, and we certainly, no matter what, wouldn't cancel Christmas this year, even if it was all online. A disrupted Christmas, in fact, is even more of a Christmas. I think that the quest for Christmas to be perfect sometimes becomes a major impediment. There's a lot of stress, there's a lot of effort, but when we experience a real disruption, sometimes that can be a liberating thing. We are free from those demands for perfection, and we can just be. Think of all the great Christmas stories and all the great Christmas movies. They're all about disruption, from It's a Wonderful Life to Elf. One of the Christmas memories that I think I'm going to cherish the rest of my life happened last night. Like I said, yesterday morning when I woke up, I wasn't sure what was going to happen for the rest of this week. And uh, it was later on in the day, the decision had been made, things had aligned. We knew that we could do these services. We're so, I'm, I was so grateful uh, that that came to be and that we knew what was going to happen. And it was about 7.15 and I was leaving and as I came down to the ground level, I heard music coming from here and I knew the choir was to be rehearsing. I could hear the organ. So I walked into this space, and where you're all sitting, nobody was here, but we had the volunteer choir as well as the St. John's choir filling this space up here and making a glorious sound. And when there was a little pause in the rehearsing, um, I took the opportunity to thank everybody for being here and for doing what they were doing. And I said how glad I was that we could do it, and somebody 
wearing masks. I have no idea who it was. Somebody said, me too. And that was just a moment. And then I walked out across uh, 16th Street and saw the city all made out for Christmas. We have these opportunities because of disruption to really open ourselves up and to really appreciate what actually matters. And this church, St. John's, has known disruption over the many years we have and especially over the last few years. Just think about this time last year. If you were here where the church was, most of our services were viewed only online then. Few people would come in, <clears throat> but we still had boards covering our windows. We had a big fence still around the church, and there was a big fence across Lafayette Park. And there were some Sundays around that time when, for various reasons, we were behind police lines and couldn't even get to our own church. And I'm happy to say we were able to borrow some sanctuaries, other places we were able to use. And we were able to adapt. It was disruption. And then when things were starting to get back and settled down and the fences were down, at the end of the summer, I broke my neck, just like we needed any more disruption. And there was one sermon that I wrote when I was literally lying on my back and holding my phone and dictating the sermon notes into my phone because it was too painful to type, not bragging, <laughs> but the disruption was real. And it brings us to where we are. <clears throat> It brings us to this place where we stand now. A disrupted Christmas gets us back to the original Christmas, and we're closer to the experience of Joseph and Mary, who were uprooted from their home, had nowhere to stay, and Mary giving birth to an unexpected child and having to place him in a feeding trough intended for animals. That was disruption. And their intention was set the whole time on God and answering God's invitation for them to make a place in their lives and for the divine to come and to be with us on earth. As the hymn puts it, for Jesus to be born in us this day. Disruption gives us a great gift. It reveals intention. Joseph and Mary's intention was revealed. Our intention gets revealed too, as God's intention is being revealed right now. It's like how when you give a gift, what is important is the intention of that gift. And likewise in worship. <clears throat> it's not really about where we stand or when we sit or kneel or whether or not we cross ourselves, or the things that we may say, what it is about is the intention in our hearts when we do it. It is our intention at this time that really makes Christmas Christmas. All the effort, and it's a lot of effort, but all that effort is not for the sake of doing something perfect or impressive, but for doing something beautiful and loving. When I was younger, I used to love receiving gifts, but now I love being able to give gifts because I know the meaning of gifts. In gift giving and in prayer and in tree decorating, 
and in calling somebody you care about during the holidays. It's the intention that makes Christmas magical. And the tradition is just a vehicle. I heard a story on the radio as I was driving home one night this week, and it was three nurses being interviewed. And toward the end of the interview, they were asked how they were able to sustain themselves. How do they keep on going, facing really difficult challenges, almost unprecedented? And the three nurses, the first to answer this last question was Catherine Ivey. She's an ICU nurse from Murfreesboro, Tennessee. And she said, it was strange, but what keeps her going is a new awareness of misery. She said, misery has always been a part of the human condition. And that's been kind of the thing that I've been clinging to. That while sure, it's an unprecedented time for us, it is not unprecedented for humanity. You know, we have been in this place before. And I am sure we will be at another place like this again, but there is still beauty in little things. The second nurse, David Mancini, is a traveling nurse based in San Antonio and actually now stationed in DC. And he said what got him through was helping others, saving lives, knowing that he can totally focus on another person and do what he has been trained to do, to help another life. And the last, Mary Joy Garcia Dia, who is president of the Philippine Nurses Association of America and based in New York, she said, it's prayer. And for her, she has a community of people that she prays with. So these three, holding an awareness of the broader community of the human family, even across time, living with an intention for serving, for helping, for healing, and making room for the divine in our lives. These three. This is a Christmas of greater than usual disruption, but with our intentionality, we can also make it a Christmas of greater blessing. Merry Christmas. Amen.